Welcome. You are about to listen to a destiny-changing message preached by Pastor David at Caris Phase 2. Caris Phase 2 is our revival-seeking youth ministry where young people are coming to know Jesus Christ. Faith comes by hearing and by hearing the Word of God. Be blessed as you listen. Now, I want you to understand the Bible says that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. I think it's John chapter, first John chapter 1 verse 5 or so. God is light. And let's already from the screen, let's go. This is the message that you have heard from him and I declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. Let's start, let's read it again, let's go. This is the message we have heard from him and declare to you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. God is light. God is light. God is light. These are one of the few things the Bible says God is. God is not many things, but God is light. The Bible says it's light. The Bible says God is love. The Bible says God um, is spirit. These three. God, John, so John chapter 4, verse 24 says, God is spirit. God is a spirit. So God is a spirit. God is love. God is love. So anyone who abides in God abides in love, according to 1 John chapter 4. So God is a spirit. God is love. 1 John chapter 4 verse 8. He who does not love does not know God. Why? Because God is love. If you say you know God, that means you've encountered love. There's love in your life. So God is love, but God is light. 1 John chapter 1 verse 5. God, let's all say God is light. God is light. Say it again. God is light. Say it for the last time louder. God is light. God is light. And in fact, in James chapter 1, verse 17, it talks about how all good and perfect gifts come from above the Father of lights. The Father of lights. If he's a father of lights, that means we are the children, we the children are the lights. Philippians chapter 2 verse, uh, verse 15 says that, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of, the, uh, of a crooked and a perverse generation amongst whom ye shine as lights in the world. Wow. We shine as lights in the world. Why? Because we are children of light. I think in Ephesians chapter 5, it talks about how Children, we are children of light. So, um, verse 8, for you were once darkness, but now are light in the Lord, actually. Walk as light. Walk as children of light. So, God is light. We are the children of light. But when you see that text again, we used to be in darkness. Look at it again. Um... You were once darkness. You were. That's why anyone who is not in Christ is not, it's not good news. Those of us who are in Christ, we were once darkness. Say, I was once darkness. I was once darkness. I is now light. I is now light. <laughs> <laughs> So, God is light. And now, the Bible says that we who were once darkness are now children of light. And it says that we shine in this dark and a crooked world. 2 verse 15, Philippians. It says that, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in, this, in the midst of a crooked and a perverse generation. It's a whole generation. It's not people who are not educated. Whether you're educated or not, crookedness has not got to do with your schooling. It's got to do with your nature. You can't be so educated that now when you fat, it smells like perfume. <laughs> it's a reflection of what is inside. Nice food enters you, and few hours is like, my goodness. <laughs> 
everybody has got problem inside. <laughs> Even physically, it's true. How much more spiritually? Spiritually. We were not just in darkness. We were darkness. Living, is there Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8? He said, you were sometimes, you were once darkness. You yourself, you are, you are darkness. When you show up, darkness has come. Where did it come from? Because First John 1 5 says God is light. If God created us in his image, what happened? Where did darkness come from? And we are not talking about natural light. Because we can be in the brightest room and still are in darkness. Where did this come from? When God created us, he created us in his image. But when sin came in, we were plunged into darkness. And not only us, the whole creation was subjected into darkness. That's what the Bible says, that the, all, the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. Plunged into darkness. We were in darkness. So, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9 says that you are a, royal, a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people, um, that you may, God's special own people, yeah, that you may proclaim, proclaim the praises of him who has called you. Where? From where? Out of darkness. Where? We are not just called out of darkness, but you called us into marvelous light. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm in the light. If you are born again, if you are in Christ, you are in the light. Hallelujah. Say, I'm in the light. I'm in the light. There, there's a song that many years ago, when I go born again, they used to sing, or we used to sing, says, it is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing. Oh, walk, 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 walk in the light. That song is trying to reflect, tell you that when you are serving God, you are walking in the light. When you are serving, fully serving in church. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. Walk in the It's okay, I like it like that. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. Walking in the light of God. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing to serve the Lord. It is a great thing. To serve the Lord, walking in the light of God. And it goes like this. Oh, walk, 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 walking in the light. Oh, walk, 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 walking in the light. Oh, walk, 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 walking in the light. Walking in the light of God. Oh, walk, oh, walk, walk, walk. Walk, walking in the light. Oh, walk, 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 walking in the light. Oh, walk, 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 walking in the light. Walking in the light. When God called Paul or Saul, he told him that I would deliver from you from the people I'm sending you to. Acts chapter 26, verse 18. I'm, I'm, I'll deliver you from the people I'm sending you to. I'll deliver you from the Jews, Jewish people as well as the Gentiles to whom I send you. Look at what he's sending them to, him to go and do. He says that to open their eyes in order to turn them from what? So then both the Jewish people who had the Torah and they had the law of Moses, they were reading it but they were still in darkness. They were still in darkness. Darkness, godlessness, blindness. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. How the God of this world has blinded the minds, the minds, their minds, not their eyes. That means the eye can see, the, the mind can see. Has blinded the minds of people who say, I don't believe. 
Lest, I like this one. It says, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, Hallelujah. who is the image of God, should shine on them. But Satan blocked their image. As for church, is not for me. Uh, I don't like that preaching. Yes, because your mind is blinded because so that the, the, the light of the glorious gospel, the gospel is glorious. Yeah. Hallelujah! God, that's why he said I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Because the glorious gospel of Christ. He says the light. I mean, you know, when you preach the glorious gospel, you are shining light. Yes. You are shining light. And he said Christ is the image of God. And the glorious gospel is the gospel of Christ. And he has got light. You shine on them. So... People were sitting in darkness, but the Jews, Pastor, why the Jews also in darkness? That's what he said to Paul, that I'm sending you, verse 17 of Acts chapter 26, I'm sending you, I will deliver you from the Jewish people as well as the Gentiles. So long as God was concerned in the Old Testament, there are only two categories of people who were alive. Only two races he knew, the Jews and the rest. So the people God was dealing with is just the Jews. Because they were the covenant people. But what was God discriminating? It's not, you can't, I won't even call it discrimination. Why did we discriminate? He has just formed a people and he's in covenant with them, that's all. He's in covenant with them. Why? Because he wanted a people who will be custodians of his word for generations to prepare the grounds for him to come as a human being. Because if God was going to come as a human being, where is he going to come? Which people? Which people? He needs to come to people who were under a system he has put in place already. Who were keeping it. They were special people who would not be mixed. Because that bloodline must be kept pure. So he called Abraham who was a fatherless man. Abraham was fatherless. And God said, okay, you can't have a child. I'm going to give you the ability to produce a child. Mm. Wow. And Sarah too couldn't have a, a, a child. Mm. So both of them were, it was impossible. And Sarah, you see, God waited for Abraham to be at a state mm. where he can't father, where he couldn't father. Then credit would have gone to Abraham if he had not waited. So Bible waited when Abraham was 99 years old. And it, what shows that he couldn't father? Scientifically, his body was dead, according to Romans chapter 4, verse 18. And then, his body was dead. And then Sarah's womb was also dead. A human being could not develop in Sarah's womb. So God waited for Sarah's womb to be dead. He waited for Abraham's body to be dead. And then he, said, he spoke to him and he says that, I'll make you a father. Abraham was over. Father, how? Abraham said, well, why don't you go say, I believe it, I receive it, I believe it. Abraham believed it, and that became the seed from God that entered his life, revolutionized his life, or it brought him fresh vitality. And so it was a seed that was at work. It wasn't him who was at work. God raises the dead. So God brought life into his, his body, by virtue of the word that was spoken, when the word hit Sarah's womb, the dead womb became, came alive, and Sarah herself also believed God. Because the word of God doesn't work in the absence of faith. So, Bible said by faith, Hebrews eleven eleven, Sarah herself conceived, even when she was gone past the time of conception. She's gone past the age. She couldn't do that. But she was able to do that. Why? Because she judged God faithful who has promised. She received a word from God and she said, I don't care what's going on. I believe God. That's why we sung. I, I don't know how he's going to do it, but I know he's going to do something. I don't know how God is going to fix this matter. I don't know how God is going to solve the problem. I don't know how it's going to be. When you look at what is going on in your family, God, how are you going to solve this thing? When you look at what's been going on in your, in your health for many years, doctors have always said this negative thing. And they said, that's your condition. I mean, God is going to fix it. How can he do it? I don't know how he's going to do it. But if he said it, I believe him. Yeah. I believe him. 
That's exactly what Sarah said. Sarah judged the one who promised faithful. He said, ah, if you said it, I can't take it serious. If you said it, I can't take it. But this one said it, ah, I'll take it serious. So Sarah's situation was bad, but she considered the one who had spoken. Did you understand? That's what faith, faith, faith considers God who said what he said. It's not, faith is not based on how you feel, please. I've been feeling down. I've been feeling low. It's, it's hard. It's hard. I'm feeling so. No, no, please. That's not, faith does not consider or does not, it's not based on how you feel. Faith is based on what he has said. So Sarah, Bible says by faith, Sarah conceived, received strength to conceive. How many of you know to conceive? It takes a lot of energy too. I'm not t- talking about the process, but I'm talking about to carry a child. Yes. Yeah, you have had a child. And there, but some people, when they get pregnant, they'll be throwing up, and they are weak, and they are, it's, it can be very um, discon- disconcerting. or It's very uncomfortable. Expecting mothers go through a lot. You know, so it says she receives strength by faith to conceive. By faith, Sarah receives strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age. Why? Because she judged God faithful. Now, why did this happen? God said, I'm going to give a child through a means that is not possible. So that the child that will not be born, that will be born, you can take their credit. Because you can have a child anyway. So then from that child, I'm going to raise a special people. And then when I raise the special people, they won't, you won't realize they are people. You think they are just a family. Until they get into a place, a land that is not theirs. And they'll be afflicted for 400 years. And afterwards, I'll break, I'll form them in affliction. Form them in affliction. When you are with God, when things are bad, that's when he even makes the greatest material out of you. They were formed in Egypt. In Egypt, God made the people in Egypt. And he says that they will be afflicted and I'm going to bring them. In fact, the Bible said the more they were afflicting them, the more they were multiplying. (laughs) And God said, I'll bring them out. So he formed the people, brought them out to um, to the promised land where Abraham originally was. But as they were going, they are so, most of them have been so Egypt infected that they couldn't even believe God properly. Mm. When God says something, they are complaining. They feel they still miss Egypt. Like some of you, the way you mix your eggs, you miss your eggs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's a human thing. God can pull you out, but if you are not careful, you miss Egypt. You miss uh, Sodom. So much that you are in church, but you are still looking back to Sodom. That's why you have become a pillar of salt in the church. They are so salty. Even fellowshipping with you is very painful. Because you are busy looking back. You are busy looking back. Pillar of salt. When you are, we are fellowshipping, once you come in something uh, to break it, you spoil the flow because you can't even smile. You come in, you are everything we are saying. You have to be careful because you can be offended. Because you are this, you are that, you are that, you are, you are so complicated. So, she looked back and became a pillar of salt. Anyway, God, God formed them and brought them out. But some were still looking back to Egypt. So he had to wait for 40 years for that whole rubbish generation or Egypt infected generation to be. Yeah, 40 years in the wilderness. But you forgotten God called Moses? Moses was called when he was, actually he wasn't called, he ran away. <laughs> he ran away from Egypt because one person, one guy told him, who made you a ruler and a judge over us? Allow me, let me bully this guy. You allow me to bully him. The one who was in the wrong attacked Moses who was trying to help. But Moses thought he was very important because, you know, I have privileges. That man, that thing that guy said, ran him out of town. That's very interesting. It's in Acts chapter 7 is better. Acts chapter 7 was giving the narrative. It said, and Moses, from verse 24, 25, 26, 27, Moses ran out of town. But he who did his neighbor wrong pushed him away, saying, 
Who made you a ruler and a judge over us? And then what happened in the next verse? Do you want to kill me as you keep the... Ah! 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 Look at what happened to Moses. The next statement. The next verse. Then at that saying, watch this. Have, I know some of you have been told that. It was the saying that pulled him out, put him out of town. It wasn't even Pharaoh. Wow. The saying of one of the members. Yeah. That saying, at that saying, Moses ran and became a fugitive. He would dwell, a dweller in the land of Miriam, where he had two, two sons. He stayed there for a long time. Do you know how long he stayed there for? for the Bible says that after 40 years. Wow. After 40 years. So you, some of you, you are so young. There's a lot that God can do with you. Yeah. Yeah. you sometimes you have to wait till you are 40 yes, yes. before you can complain that God, you haven't used me. Wow. <laughs> after 40 years, God came to him, met him in the, the and when, uh, when 40 year, years had passed, after 40 years, it's like God, it takes 40 years to flush rubbish from people. <laughs> it took them 40 years to get into the land of promise because God was waiting for the old people, Egypt infected guys to be Anyway, so God brought them out. Now watch, the reason I'm telling you these stories, then in the, in the wilderness, God said, now I have my people, let me give them my standard, which is your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light to my path. Let me give them my standard, which is my word, my law, so that my law can govern their behavior. Because if you want to work with God, there will be a certain system you have to keep. There should be a certain, a certain way you have to behave. You have to operate because God is a pure God. He's a holy God. So he says that I want to form a people, but they cannot be lawless. They cannot be reckless. So let me keep them in a certain mode till I come. So in Galatians chapter 4 verse 4, Bible says that in the fullness of time, Christ, God sent forth his son, born under the law. Because there must be a system God can step in. That is why there was the special people of God. In Romans chapter 3 verse 2, or is it 2 verse 3, it talks about they, to them were committed the oracles of God. The oracles, the way God operates and the way God speaks, the God's thought pattern, God's mindset, God's programming was committed. He said that, here, Israel, hold it. And he committed it into their hands. Wow. Because one day he himself is going to come as God. And he has to come amongst the people who have his oracles. That is why there are only two races of people, so long as God. The people who had been committed, God had entrusted his oracles to and the rest. Didn't God care about the rest? He cares about humanity. But human beings were all gone. So he was now coming to step in. But where he's coming to step, it's like... um, well, you go to the woods to do some maybe hunting or um, something. And then you camp in. You know, you camp in, you go with your tent. And then you have to clear somewhere where you can set the tent so you can sleep. You can't just go and say, okay, let me just throw the tent in the water and then lie on it in the water. Or in the river or the, something, the pond. You know what I'm talking about. So God, needed, he was coming. So he needed a place where he can, okay, come. A launching pad. So the Jews became like a launching pad. That's what made them special. But it doesn't mean that they are special. They are more humans than others. It's their relationship and God, their covenant relationship with God that distinguishes them. So you too, once you are in Christ, you have entered a covenant relationship with God. And at the moment, there are only two races on earth. Still, the chosen people and those who are not chosen. The created people and the chosen people. Every human being is created. But out of those who are created, God has chosen some. And the Bible says that you are a chosen generation. If you are in Christ, you are one of those who have been chosen by God. Thank you, Lord. That is why we have the oracles of God now. We have the oracle. Okay, Pastor, I have a question. How about those, the Jews? So has there been any difference? Now he has chosen us in Christ, both Jews and Greeks. So the old system of just the Jews are based on, watch this, based on their ethnicity. 
based on external external systems that system is called the old testament but jesus had to come as jew based on the old testament now come to the cross and pay the price for all men so that now all men whether you are jew or you are gentile once you come into christ you are the brand new god's chosen people yeah, that, does that make sense? Yes. So we are God's chosen people. In Christ, whether Jew or Greek, we are God's chosen people. So now it is God's chosen people and the rest. The, the um, E-D-A-H is a Greek, sorry, a Hebrew word which was used for the community of God's people. So they were, it's like they were it's a, it's a community, a special group of people. E-D-A-H. There were two words that were used. E-D-A-H and uh, um, Q-A-L-A-L. Kalal. Edal and Kalal. Edal meant you are part of this community. Okay, let me use the word. To distinguish the community. So you are part of this community based on your ethnicity, Based, maybe based on your race, or maybe based on your education, maybe based on your uh, um, social status. You know, when you travel and you get to the airport, the British have where they pass. Yeah. And then <laughs> other nationals. <laughs> so you are part of that grouping that's called Idal. That grouping is Idal. It's based on your ethnicity or your common something you share in common, or based on your background, just something earthly and natural. So the Jews, before Jesus came, the Jews were collected people based on this idal. They are, they are a community based on idal, based on who gave birth to you and all that. That's, that's, so you can be a Jew just like yesterday, you were not invited to the coronation. Pastor, me too, I'm a royal priesthood. No, not that kind of royal priesthood. <laughs> you know, so, so what I'm trying to let you know is, look at Prince Harry. He has left us, he's in America, but he came. Yeah. And he's part of it. Yeah. Why? I mean, he, it's his right because he's, he, he, he's part of this E-D-A, E-D-H, E-D-A. He's part of this community based on his birth, yeah. based on his origin. Based on his parent, uh, who his parents are, based on his, his genealogy, is part of it. Then that's how the Jewish community was formed. But within the Jewish community, sometimes there's this kala where God will call a group out. So, like the Levites were special, even Levites is really a doubt because it's based on their, their birth. But they are, like Samuel, God had to call Samuel, come. So there are people who are, the Kalal is a community based on a, a special assignment or a special selection. And most of that has to do with the, an internal, something spiritual, something inter, internal. It's not based on external factors. So watch this. Now, in the New Testament, that Kalal word is translated as Ecclesia. Ecclesia is the church. So the church, we have been called out. God particularly called you, 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 not based on your education, not based on your social status, not based on something exterior, but it's based on a call that he placed on you. So for those he foreknew, he also predestined. Those he predestined, he also called. So he has called us. God has actually called us. We are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. We are peculiar people. Called! Say, I'm called. I'm called. So it's God's special people he, he, uh, um, pray, to pray, um, to, that we should proclaim the praises of him who has what? Called us. Keleo. Keleo is the Greek word. Keleo. X. You know what? X. Out of something. Not what you are thinking, the other one. Yeah, even the other one, you have come out of. Yeah. You exited that relationship. So you have got an X. So we have the, the Greek word X. So X, so X, that's the why we have exit. Out of something. And then keleo is to call. So ecclesia, ekeleo, called out of. Now, now the kalal is the Hebrew word. 
and the equivalent of kalal is in, in the Greek is ekeleo. Now, the church is called ecclesia. The called out people. So we are in God based, not based on our ethnicity or something external, but based on an internal calling, internal election, internal selection that God himself from time, before time began, chose that he's going to call you. So he called us. That's what makes us a special people. But how did he call us? He called us in Christ. And to bring us from darkness into light. Now, where I was, I was saying earlier on is that the Jews and the Greeks, or the Jews and the Gentiles, were all in darkness. That's why he said, I'm sending you, Paul, to go and open. Look at it again. Acts chapter 26, verse 17. It says that, verse 18, verse 17 says that, I'm sending you, I'll deliver you from who? The Jewish people. Not only them, as well as the Gentiles. How many groupings of people did we have? The Jews and the Gentiles. It says, as well as the Gentiles. Romans chapter 1, we'll come back to this. Romans chapter 1, verse 16. I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation for everyone who believes. For the Jew first and then the Greek. So sometimes the Bible will use the Greek to mean the Gentiles. Okay, so sometimes you use the Greek and the, and the Gentiles, oh sorry, the Hebrews and the Greek, or the Hebrews and the Gentiles. For instance, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, it says the gospel we preach is foolishness to those who are perishing. In verse 22, 23, it says that to the Greeks, to the Jews, it's a stumbling block, but to the Greeks, it's foolishness. Now, does that mean it's the, the, there are only two groups of people, Jews and Greeks? No, two groups of people, but not Jews and Greeks, Jews and Gentiles. They use the word Greek to represent the Gentiles. Does that make sense? So I said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. It's the power of God unto salvation. Now, what I'm trying to bring to your attention is that I'm sending, Paul said to Paul, I'm, I will deliver you from the Jewish people, not only the Jewish people, but unto as well as the Gentiles, watch this, to whom I now send you. I'm sending you to the people, but I have to deliver you from them. Why? Because they are blind and they are in darkness. They are under the power of Satan. So when they see a preacher, when they see a church girl, when they see a church boy, they will easily want to attack you. Why would they attack you? Not because they are bad people, because Satan has them under, their, under his control. So he said, I'm sending you to bring, to bring them out, look at the verse 18, to open their eyes. Why? Because they can't see. They are going somewhere, but they can't see. They are moping to this. They, they can't see. They are groping in darkness if you don't have Jesus. If you, have, if you don't have Jesus, I feel very sorry for you. I feel very sorry for you. Please, oh, I feel sorry for you. Oh, but, but it's just church. No, no, that's what you think. You think it's just church. No, I'm talking about light. Your eyes are blind. Yeah. Oh, but I'm doing well in the academically. No, no, that's not it. You, you are still blind. Yeah. Well, but things are okay for me. That's not it. You are still blind. You are still blind. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. Your phone, after a while, you see, you are not charging it. After a while, you run out of battery power. Well, so my phone is working. Okay, keep going. But your electricity is not working, but my phone is working. Your, there's no power in your house, but my phone is working. All right. Keep watching the videos on your phone. In a matter of hours, you will need, you will need extra power. It's like when you are on the plane and you are on your phone and you are talking about seven-hour flight and you are watching some videos on your phone, you better make sure you have something to connect because when you arrive, your QR code is on the phone. If you, the battery dies. <laughs> no, you have to stay on the plane. That's how much darkness, but you might think you are okay. That's the sad bit. There are people I meet, and you know, you know some of you know people, they think they are okay. But you know they are okay. They are okay. They are just simply a baby mother or simply a baby father. Their lives are full of drama. But they still think they are okay. Oh, that's why they draw this church I don't like. Oh, no, those pastors, those pastors. They don't know that those pastors are better than the celebrities you are celebrating. They speak the word of life. They are sent by Jesus to pull people, to open people's blind eyes. To Really, it's there. It's there. Preachers, that's the job of a preacher. To open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan. <laughs> yes, Satan has power. Satan has power. 
Satan has power. What you need to be set free from Satan's power is not deliverance, for goodness sake. It's Christ. Goodness sake. You need, I need deliverance. Get to Christ. Repent and be born again. And see if it won't be good for you. I need deliverance. I've been having a lot of dreams. Someone deliver me. Somebody deliver me. Deliver me from Ibo and Shayohu. Deliver me. You, you need Jesus. The answer to your addiction is Jesus. Not prayers. A pastor can pray for you. We can lay our hands on your head till your head becomes bored. Still, your situation will not change because you don't have Christ. If you are not in Christ, you are in crisis. So he said, I'm sending a preacher. That's why I'm preaching with this excitement. Because I have a feeling that somebody is being yanked out from that. The days of Satan's control over your life from today are going to be over. Shout amen! The days of demonic harassment in your life from today are over. Shout amen! Yes. Said, I'm sending you to open their eyes. Sending you to open their eyes in order to turn them from darkness to light. That means the Jews and Gentiles are both in darkness. Now, that leads me to my next important point. Why are they in darkness? Bible says in, in Isaiah chapter 9 verse 2, the people who sit in darkness, oh, <laughs> the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. Yeah, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I've seen the light. I'm told, that's what I'm telling you. Now, in the book, this is talking about Jesus Christ in Isaiah. In the book of Matthew chapter 4, from verse 12, 13, 14, 15, and 16. Let's read it and see what it says there. It says that now when Jesus had heard that John the Baptist had been put in prison, he departed to Galilee. And leaving Nazareth, he came and dwelt in Capernaum, which is by the sea, in the region of Zebulun and, Zebulun and Naphtali. Watch this. That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the pro- Oh, oh. Oh, oh. Someone say, oh, oh. oh. Jesus went to live there because Isaiah has spoken that the Messiah would do this. Wow. That it might be fulfilled by what was spoken by Isaiah the prophet. What did he say? Saying, the, the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, by the way of the sea, beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. Oof. The people who sat in darkness have seen a great light. And upon those who sat in the region of the shadow of death, light has dawned. Shout hallelujah. When Jesus comes, light has come. In the book of Romans, in John chapter 8, verse 12, he said, I am the light of the world. Hallelujah. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. Didn't I tell you, the Bible says that God is light. He said, I am the light. So when Jesus showed up, light has shown up. Hallelujah. You can't be in Christ and still be in darkness. Yes. But all humanity is under in darkness. Whether religious or irreligious. Whether atheists or very religious leaders. It, that, that doesn't matter. That doesn't, religion doesn't take you out of darkness. Yeah. Did you hear what I said? Yes. Religion does not take... You out of darkness. That's why a lot of the problems in our times, some of it can be traced to religious, very religious people. The people, now when you are traveling, you get to the airport, it's so difficult. The bit I don't like at the airport is the security time. You have to take off your belt. What betides you if you are wearing your father's trousers? You have to take off your belt. You have to sometimes, you have to take off your watch. You have to take off your jacket. You have to take off some places. You have to take off your shoes. Shoes, completely take off your shoes. I remember when I was in Atlanta, you have to take off your shoes. Ohio, they, uh, sorry, um, yeah, Ohio, they were a little bit, you don't even have to take off your shoes. You have to take off your shoes. And if you forget and leave maybe something, maybe 
hand cream in your bag. Your bag will go to the other side. Oh, boy. Where, where did we, it used not to be like that. How did it happen, religious people? Religion, you can be very religious and still be in darkness. There are people who are very religious. Some people, their Christianity is religion. Because they don't know anything about Christ. They, they only know the stories in the Bible about Christ. But they don't really, they, they, they live a normal life. They are not in Christ. To be a Christian means you are now in Christ. It's different from religion, please. You are in Christ and you are in the light. Come on, shut the higher. You got to be in Christ. You got to be in Christ. Are you learning something? The people who say, Jesus said, I am the light of this world. John chapter 9, verse 5. He said, as long as, the other one, John 8, 12. But look at John 9, 5. As, hey, ja, 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 ja. Let's all read it out loud from the screen. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Some of you are not reading it. Come on, let's read it out loud. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. One more time. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Can I hear the ladies? Ladies, read it out. So he said, I have to work the works of him who sent me whilst day. Darkness draws me around no one can work. I am in the, I'm, I'm, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. As long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Because the li, li, life was full of darkness. Before the coming of Jesus, they were practicing religion. That's why he says that your word is a light unto my feet and a light to my path. The only light you have is the word. That's why, so the Jews, those who kept his word, they had light. They had a temporary form of light. Until Jesus steps in, and then the Bible says that those who sat in the regions of darkness, a light has appeared. Great light, yes, thank you, sir. Great light. In, jo- in John chapter 1, verse 4, it said, <laughs> In him, in him, in him was life, and the life was the light. <laughs> in him was life, and the life was the light of men. In him was life, and the life. Shout hallelujah! Shout hallelujah! Can I say a little bit more about this Jesus? In in John chapter 1, verse 9, it says that he is the true light that lightens everyone that comes into the world. (laughs) He said that that was the true light Jesus. That was the true light which lightened every man that comes. It's because of Jesus' kind of light that makes you be able to open your eye and you are growing. Because light, every man that comes into this world has been lightened. Because that life, that him, is the light of man. You've been lightened. God could not do anything. So the first, Genesis chapter 3 verse 1, God said, let there be, oh come on, I feel like preaching. Let there be light. Before he could do anything in your life, he said, let there be light. Before God can do anything in your life, you need to be in Christ. That's right. What does a preacher do? Hello? Now when they say somebody is a preacher, what does that mean? He preaches. He doesn't fight. He just preaches. So what does he preach usually from Bible when somebody is going to preach? He's preaching God's word. And now he said that I'm sending you to them to open their eyes. So that means preaching opens eyes. Preaching, preaching, watch this. Preaching, usually preaching and teaching goes together. So like Colossians chapter 1 verse 28 and 29 he said, 28 said him, talking about Christ, him we preach, teaching and admonishing every man. Okay, so the preaching, the content of the preaching is teaching and warning and advising. Preaching. So preaching opens eyes and preaching moves people from the power of darkness to light. 
Now, when Jesus came, I want, this is where I want to end. When Jesus came, if you remember, he was going everywhere preaching and teaching. The scriptures actually say very strongly that he taught in the synagogues. In, in the book of Mark, chapter 1, verse 21. Mark, chapter 2, verse 13. Mark, chapter 6, verse 2. Mark, chapter 6, verse 6. Mark, chapter 6, verse 30. Mark, chapter 6, verse 34. He talked about how he taught. He went to the synagogue and taught. He went to the synagogue and taught. He went to the synagogue and taught. Mark chapter 14, verse 49. He said, you wanted to arrest me. I was always in the synagogue doing what? In the temples doing what? Teaching. He was teaching. Watch this. This is why I'm saying this. Why was he teaching? Because the t- teaching is the means to introduce the divine light into the darkness of people's life. Yes. Okay. So it's not just laying of hands on you and praying for you. It's actually the miracle and your breakthrough and the security of your future is in the teaching of an anointed person. That's right. Yeah. That's right. The teaching introduces light into your darkness. Because of sin, we are all in darkness. When we are born again, now he has translated us into light. So when Jesus showed up, he was constantly preaching and teaching. He went everywhere teaching. He was teaching and teaching and teaching. There are a plethora of scriptures I can show you, which show that Jesus was always teaching. He was, in fact, the Mark chapter 6, verse 4, 30, 34, 1, I quoted it recently, that he saw the people, the multitude, he saw the multitude and he had compassion on them. Why? Because they were like sheep without shepherd. And he began to teach them. The way, only way to introduce the divine light, the light of God into the dark world is through the teaching. So that's why any church that does that downplays teaching is not doing service, good service to the people. You can't go to church and only sing. It's a waste of your destiny. Wow. You can't be going to church and only meet friends. Hello, 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 hello. When you come to church, there must be a significant time, church lifetime of sitting and hearing preaching. In Matthew chapter, I feel like preaching, you know. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 1, and seeing the multitude, he went up to the mountain, and when he was set, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Wow. He, when the disciples came to him, he opened his mouth and touched them, saying, Luke chapter 5, verse 17, I told you earlier on, that there was in a certain place, he was there to teach. He was teaching, and the Pharisees and the doctors of the Lord, they were there. And guess what? They viewed, through the teaching, the power of God was present to heal them. But you see, when you are not taught and you are prayed for, you'll be free for a moment, but it will come back. To come back. That's why we have to, we have always to prioritize teaching. Any church that doesn't prioritize teaching and only does deliverance is not worth staying there. Because you have to depend on pastor or the deliverance minister the rest of your life. Pastors are not meant to make people depend on us. All church members and people must do to pastors is just appreciate them. But don't you don't, God didn't mean for you to depend on somebody for your spiritual life. Jesus taught. That's the way. In fact, Matthew chapter, chapter 4, um, verse 16, that it might 15 die might be fulfilled by what was said by Isaiah, the prophet, that the people who sat in darkness, the land of Zebulun and Naphtali, Naphtali, people who sat in darkness, a great light, I have seen a great light, and upon those who sat in the region of region and the shadow of death, light has been. See, light can deal with death. Look at the next verse. Then he started preaching. From that time forward, he began to preach and to say, Repent for the kingdom of God. That, that he went there so light will come. And when they quoted about him being there, the Bible said, From that time, this is what he was saying, repent. He started preaching. Because preaching is what introduces the light of God. Listen, if we can focus on receiving preaching and growing, United Kingdom will be changed. Your problem of sin and addiction is because preaching, enough preaching is not getting to you. 
enough teaching of pure. I'm talking about it's not public speaking. Many pastors, what they are doing is public speaking. They don't, they don't feed you God's word. Because of them, most of them, the, the word is not even repository in them. In Atlanta, the pastor said, how do you get, it's like the scriptures are on a picture somewhere for you. It's because I take my time and I seek God through his word. Through his word. He said, oh, how love I thy law. It's my meditation all day. Psalm 119 verse 78. I love your law. I was, I was t- t- telling them in Atlanta last two weeks that Satan, Jezebel can teach, but she cannot feed. What I'm doing, I'm not just teaching. The teaching is spiritual feeding. That's how God develops his people. And they can't feed you if it doesn't have the word of God. Most people are just religious. What you need is Jesus. You are struggling with something in your life. Don't look at Satan's face. Turn to Christ. He said that if we turn, 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, he said, if, we, if they turn, verse 16, sorry, if they turn to the Lord, the veil will be taken out. If we, but nevertheless, when, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. It's your turning to the Lord that takes away the veil. And he says that the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I feel an anointing here. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. God bless you for listening to the amazing message. We pray your life can never be the same. Don't forget to like and subscribe to Carish Church on YouTube and to listen to more messages from David Entry on all relevant streaming platforms. You can also connect with David Entry and our youth ministry on social media. Find David Entry on Instagram and TikTok at davidentry underscore. And find our youth ministry at Caris Phase 2 on Instagram and TikTok and at Caris on Campus on Snapchat. Be blessed.